This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we're answering questions about rewards in heaven, and we got a great question once again, Michael. Here it is. Can I tell my spouse about my good deeds? Maybe read a scripture passage here. Mm. All right, Matthew chapter six, verse one, two, and three. It's a Sermon on the Mount, and uh, Jesus is really addressing the pharisaical, hypocritical practice of righteousness in front of other people so that they could appear to be godly on the outside, even though they pay no attention to their character and what's going on on the inside. So Jesus says, Matthew 6, 1, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward. Hence the subject of our questions this week. You will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. So there's a good thing here, which is you got to practice righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. There are good things to do. And he gives a couple examples. He's going to go through almsgiving, which is given to the poor. He's going to go through prayer. He's going to go through fasting. But then he says in verse two, thus, let's give an example. When you give to the needy, sound no trumpet mm-hmm. before you, which is such a dumb thought that somebody would blow a trumpet before they gave to the needy. Yeah. Anyways, da, 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 da. Uh, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse three. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And throughout the the next few passages of scripture, this idea of what is done in secret, secret. you pray to God yeah. in secret, you fast in secret, secret you yeah. give in secret. It's like of utmost value. And what Jesus says is when you go public, you lose the reward. Generally speaking, when that happens, the motivation is the praise of men. Yes. That's the whole reason you go public with your good deeds is because you want the praise of others that might see you. Yeah. It is a strong impulse inside of us that is stronger than probably we even realize. Right. And so, you know, a couple of questions came up, like, what if my motivations are good? Like, what if I want to encourage somebody? Um, what if I'm discipling somebody and I'm trying to show them how to be righteous? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it really does come down to motivation. Right. You can have a good deed with a fitting application, as we said yesterday in the mm-hmm. podcast, but if that motivation is not pure, then it taints the whole thing. Right. And so, I had, think, four or five people who asked me this question because one of my one-liners was, shut your mouth. Yeah. Stop that, that, talking about talk, talk great about yard. what you're doing. And I think it would come back to the same question. Motivation. What's your motivation? Yeah. Why would you tell your spouse just to let him or her know? Right. Are you bragging on yourself? Is there a reason that they should know about what you did that was good? Yeah. Maybe there is. I think the spouse card, I'll give you a couple examples of why the spouse card concerns me. Uh So in ministry, for example, I have learned that people expect that if they tell me something that I'm going to tell my wife or vice versa. And the reality is we don't tell each other anything. Like you talk to me about something, rarely will she ever find out. Mm -hmm. And typically I'll I'll say, do you mind if I talk to my wife about it? Out of sheer respect. She runs a counseling practice. So she's she has a different level she's of She's got a pretty tight lip. Right. I don't even know who she's meeting with. Like when <laughs> when I because her office is out of out of the church, when I walk down the hallway, I, I don't even look in. Right. And uh, she actually positions the people in there so that you can't see who they are when they come in. Yes. Now you can see them when they come out and go in, but um I, I actually if I see somebody come in, I don't even look because I just don't even want to know, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um if I know then I'm like feel responsible for something. And so 
there's this expectation that people have. And so then some people will go into ministry or some kind of lay leadership. And they believe that because it happened in a meeting that they can go tell their wife mm, because she's my yeah, wife. We're yeah. one. We can keep no secrets. I've actually heard three pastors tell me this, that it is sin for you to expect me to keep anything from my wife. Whoa. There is no knowledge that I am allowed to, that I have, that God does not expect me to share with my wife or no experience. And I was wow. just like, wow, wow, wow. I was like, okay, first of all, that's going to bite you. Second of yeah. all, I can't wait till you call me into the future and repent of that. And yeah. number three, they were all done by guys who were newly married in their twenties. All of them. Oof. I could not disagree more with that I, fundamental I, premise. I'm with you. And here's one of the weird areas of my relationship with my mm-hmm. wife. Um, we have more secrets from each other by nature of pastoral ministry and professional counseling than any other couple I know. Um, she does not know what happened in our meeting this morning. She does not know what happens in our CLT meetings by and large. That's our core team meetings with you right. and me and mm-hmm. Haley and Alex. And she does not know about my one-on-ones with people. Um, I just don't tell her. Yeah. I always have the rule of thumb. Does my wife need to know? Yep. Generally speaking, when my wife and I want to do something, we've reached the agent stage. We have resources to be able to bless other people. But when we do want to bless someone else, we talk about it and say, hey, you know, I feel a burden from the Lord to bless them. But that's because that's your money. Like not you individually, it's it's your— A lot of times, you know, things will come up at church and and we'll talk about, you know— do we want to give to this? And if so, how much? And mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Well, this is what I'm thinking. And we'll kind of talk through it. Sometimes she's more generous than I am. Yep. Sometimes I'm more generous than her. Usually we're somewhere close. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it as a couple, if you're doing some kind of good deed and the motivation is right. And again, I, I think motivation is the trump card. You can do you can do the right thing for the wrong motivation and, and it's it's sin. It's it's not just bad. It's yep. sin. But if you're doing the right thing for the right motivation with the right application, as a couple, you should be talking about those things. You you want your spouse to be included. And what can get you in trouble is, well, I'm going to help person X and I'm going to you know either give them money or give them some object or take care of some need that they have. And my wife doesn't know, well, I now I have robbed her of being a part of that. We should be in ministry in that area together. Yep. So despite what I said about spouses, can I tell you what I actually think? (laughs) (laughs) Because I have a lot of warnings for people, but I do have a default. There's another level of questions, by the way, on this whole rewards and secret uh, thing that came up. Uh, one of them is like, okay, how will my kids ever know that I'm a man of the word if they don't see me in they the word? See how do they know if I'm a man of prayer? You know, like right. everything I do, I'm modeling for them and setting standards. And mm-hmm. I, and that's a that's a great insight. And so I think there are two kinds of relationships in life. There are disciple-making relationships, and then there are everything else, yeah. right? And so I am uniquely called to, um, with my wife, disciple my kids. Mm-hmm. I am uniquely called to, um, uniquely, I mean, distinctly to, um, build up my wife and sure. vice versa. Right. Um, and so I do think that there are familial things. I would say anything that you do with your property, you have to do with your wife. She has to know about it. That's mm-hmm. not bad because it's her stuff. Yeah. As my mother says, Michael, what's yours is hers and what's hers is hers. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so that is a joke, by the way, <laughs> yes, but it sort is. of, but you know, when you're trying to Im- unnecessarily impress your wife or to yeah. put on a facade. I think what Jesus is really, really concerned about is when you're trying to communicate externally something that's inconsistent with what's happening internally. 
and uh, that dichotomy there. Like, uh, you know when you're doing it. And I, I do think that there are times you can go to your wife and just say, you know, hey, I, I uh, mowed the lawn for him next door, and um, that was really satisfying. And um, Or I, you know, blew the guy's leaves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, man, you know what? It just, like, just as a reflection, you know, like, it really feels good to, like, do stuff for people and not tell them. Yeah. Um, so I do think that, that, that your spouse is a unique relationship of which, um, that I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think when Matthew and Jesus says earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, he actually says something that feels contradictory. He says, do your good deeds in such a way that people see them and then give glory to your father who is Mm -hmm. in heaven. And I think if you can talk to your wife about it in such a way that really gives God a lot of glory. Um, so for example, I can imagine like maybe we'll make up a person. There's Jim Bob. He's my default character. <laughs> Jim Bob. I don't know why. Uh, so Jim Bob has really struggled with um, stinginess. And uh, Jim Bob just had a moment, the Lord convicted him and he gave a hundred dollar bill to a, a person that was in need. And he mm-hmm. comes back to his wife and he's like, strangest thing just happened. The Lord like released the, like, yeah. this little piece of my heart. And uh, that is not me. He gets mm-hmm. all the credit mm-hmm. and glory for that. Like my heart has never been okay with that. And I've been asking him to change it. And all of a sudden I was like, I felt like I could give this money away. And, and I felt really, you know what I mean? Like that's a win. That's where God gets all the glory. So I would just say, check your motives. I think checking your motives is the key. Yep. I'm going to take a verse from James chapter four, 16. He says, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows to do right and fails to do it to him is sin. So there is this flip side to rewards in heaven uh, and rewards here on earth is you can say, I, God showed me to do this for a person, and I'm going to choose not to. Even though the Holy Spirit has convicted me, I'm going to choose to say no and not do it. And in that context, he's saying that is not just not good, that's evil. Mm. And I think in that context, we lose rewards. Mm. What do you think? I think that is the perfect conclusion. Drop the mic. All right. Yep. I couldn't, I was going to say agree more or disagree more. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think I agree with you. I think you agree more. I, I think I agree with that you. That sounds and good. And this question came to you by Scott Dick, who is our local outreach director. So we thanks, Scott, him. for that that question. And uh, we rarely tell people who asks, ask Grammatically, what's going on, dude? <laughs> we rarely tell people who ask the questions, who submit the questions. There we there go. You go. But uh, every once in a while, uh, I like telling people who they are. There are real people that are submitting these questions. There are. And um, more and more people are putting their names on them. So put your name on it. Be proud yeah. of your questions. I understand some are private, but like, yes. come on. Like, we like knowing. Or you can write your name and then write, don't tell anybody it's me. That's cool. But it's really yeah. good to actually know who you are and, and uh, appreciate all the people who listen and submit questions literally now from all over the world. That's very cool. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us this week. Please come back next time when we start talking about prayer and answering your questions about that. Next week, our first question will be, why don't you do the Lord's Prayer and or the Apostles' Creed in your church service? Mm